Yo, welcome everybody to another episode of Reasonable Wrestling. It is I, the most high, and I'm with my tag team partner, CT, a.k.a. Chi. Bang, what's happening with you, man? What's going on? What's up, what's up, what's up? This is the underground of professional wrestling podcast. It's been, um, we're gearing up, we're gearing up towards SummerSlam, we're gearing up towards our lot, you know, there's a lot going on in wrestling right now, and we're here back at it with you. Chris, um... Where do you, actually, where do you want, you want me to take it from the top? Yeah, go or, ahead, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, I think there was a discussion, just get, let's get right into it. I think there was a discussion that uh, we missed last week that I was interesting in talking, interested in talking about, uh, and that is the comments that Seth Rollins made about, about long-term booking, and that's funny because it's just something we talk about here all the time on the, on the podcast, and we want it. Because we've been asking for a long time, but things that actually planned and p- paid off, and you know, and you get a, you know, wow, okay, they've been building like kind of like the old school days, where you know, you know that you're gonna get, you know, Bray and Austin at Summer at, at, at uh, WrestleMania. We're setting that stages in ahead with, in, you know, Survivor Series. We're setting the, the seeds for that, you know. That kind of booking does translate to today. He said it in the age of instant gratification. Audiences don't have the patience for long-term storytelling. When you can binge-watch your favorite series in two days as opposed to two months, it creates a different precedent for how we intake our entertainment. We have to adapt as well as to keep up with younger audience. And uh, what he says is essentially is that we can't, you know, keep up with long-term version based on the way we consume media today, which is not wrong. But that might, but I think that when we even get it, sometimes it's not appreciated. You know, from what I see, what they did with Seth and Ray was long-term booking, but it was light on the storytelling of it. I think he called them back out when he first turned heel. They knew that they were going to go through WrestleMania and um, that they are going to get somewhere in the year they were going to hit, you know, that feud with Seth versus Ray. I think they saw that in the making when Ray came back last year. They just didn't know that they were going to get to it you know, I mean, they have to get Seth being a heel first, you know, obviously. And they use that, that what he called everybody out around the ring, to essentially set up the seeds for this feud where we're getting dominated now at SummerSlam versus, uh, you know, um, Seth. I see that as a fan, though. Not, I don't think everybody sees it that way. And if you talk about the general audience or people they're trying to just garner as new viewers, then he's on to something, you know what I mean? Um, the one thing I don't agree with, I think he said something as regards to the Attitude Era. If this eye for an eye match happened, that you know we would do, we wouldn't bat an eye. I don't, I don't know that. I mean, we, I mean, it's just the present presentation. He has to realize also we're not in the Attitude Era anymore. So, and with that being said, do you like believe that everybody's attention span is that way, or do you think that it's just just a, a, a attempt to garner young audience? No, it's absolutely everybody's attention span, bro. It's 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 completely everybody's attention span. Um, look, man, 
I would not watch fucking Raw on Mondays so I can watch it Tuesdays and fast forward through the commercials. You know what I mean? Like, like so I'm not even speaking on a generalization. Like, I'm speaking on a personal. You know what I mean? Like, realistically, um, having long-term... Having long-term booking doesn't necessarily negate the fact that uh, I don't have the capacity to to understand it, right? Yeah. Now, a lot of people can say that, yeah, that they saw the long-term booking between Now and Ray. And, I mean, it's, it's not... Com- okay, like, yeah, it's convenient to say that. But realistically... You can always do this in wrestling, right? Like, you can always, 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 always tie things together if you wanted to. You uh, know? So you think that things more than likely things happen. Th- and then you say, what has happened in the past that we've done? How can we make this make sense now? I, th- I think, I think, I think, I mean, and, and I think realistically because... I know that when Ray came back, they possibly was like, yeah, we want this matchup in the future, right? Uh-huh. But after Seth loses to KO, right, and um, he, he loses to Drew, and then he starts this Monday Night Messiah thing, um, by that time, Seth wasn't in, like, Ray had got thrown off a roof at that point. You know what I mean? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, Seth and Ray's, Paths wasn't even crossed. Like nigga, if anything, Ray's storytelling should have been. I gotta get the SmackDown because I need to highlight Corbin, my nigga. You know what I mean? Like, I, no, I feel you, but I think that behind the scenes, they're looking at it like, okay, that's our SummerSlam angle for Seth. You know, they're looking at it ahead of the time, like, hey, okay, that's our SummerSlam angle, and you know, we're he, we're gonna see if we can make it Seth versus Dominic and build towards that. So I think that that's what that's what probably went down. And I think the whole Monday Night Messiah. I'm gonna keep it. Monday Night Messiah thing has stems from his heel turn. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I'm gonna keep it a buck, bro. I don't think them niggas. I don't think them niggas said in SummerSlam we want Dominic and Seth Rollins and we gonna work backwards to it. I don't. I don't. I don't. And and that's just me. Like when when Russell made like when does this start happening, right? Because Seth turns heel what after Royal Rumble. Right, so so Jan- so in January, right when they were like, we gotta get Seth to turn, them niggas was like, in August, we gonna work backwards. I don't think I don't think that's them. I'm not no, giving no, I'm not I giving them that, that much credit. I, I think all right, maybe they, maybe I honestly there's a lot of moving pieces, but I can I can completely get where you're saying that, you know, that's not what they, what they thought. So if you're saying that that's the case, then you, are you saying that they don't attempt long term booking? Or they need to just tie shit together. I think think realistically, if we're being honest, if you got two... Listen, bro. This is a a professional television show at this point. You got so many writers. You got so much archives. All you got, nigga, is week to week for niggas to watch your old product and tie shit into your new product. If Vince is ripping up the fucking script day of... Why can't a nigga turn on the goddamn network and be like, yo, 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 last week, remember we did this? All right, we can do this this week. Like, you can, even in the midst of chaos, you can be organized. You know what I mean? So when it comes to this right now with how we are, I don't believe long-term booking is capable. I do believe that 
if you are cognizant and if you are, you know, competent, you know what I mean? Like, I think that, that that's the words right now. Like, if you're competent, you can make the, like, you can easily say, like, like Vince can easily say, I want Ray and Seth down the line, right? And he looks at the world where we're at right now, right? And he's like, how can I get it? Okay, I can't get that because right now he booked himself into a corner. If it was Ray and Seth at SummerSlam, that's cool. Now, if it's Seth working with Dominic this whole eight months, you know what I mean? Like, if it's yeah. Seth grabbing Dominic under his wing and, and, and working with him after hours, and if it's Ray right. trusting Seth to do that, and this is Dominic working with his mentor, if that's the story behind the scene that we don't know of, that's super cool. But yeah. that ain't storyline on TV. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. that don't make, you know what I mean? That still doesn't serve a purpose for your television show. So it like, does. I think that they, I think that this angle is great. And we'll take it to, to Monday because look at what happened. You That beatdown of Dominic is a moment that you're going to remember like, damn, they just beat down right into your son like a dog. Beat you know? the shit out that, that man. They beat the shit out of Beat the shit out so that I man. I feel like that's accomplishing this angle was supposed to do. It's a moment you can say, man, yeah, I, I, I want to tune in to see what they're trying to do with this guy. You know, and not to mention, he's had a little moments of, of athleticism, you know, in and out the ring, hopping over the barricades and shit. I'm curious. He does six one six one nine before. I'm curious to see how he goes, you know. Um, uh, so, yeah, and I, and I think with everything being said, the perfect, like, you know, bookend to the story is to take Seth's eye out. Uh, unfortunately, if Dominic was the one to get his eye out, that would be like a bookend. Right now, Seth has to wear an eye patch as a messiah. That shit would be fucking hell, you know. So he got his comeuppance of his, you know, his, his evil deeds. But um, a story was telling. I gotta hand it to Raw right now. This is the second week in a row where I'm like, out of all the shows of the week, they have been on point. And I'm not sure what's going on, but keep doing it. I think that goes back to the nature of what Seth was talking about, right? So, like, they're in a position where they don't have the ability to, turn, to tell long-term stories. We don't have the capacity, and Vince doesn't have the capacity. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So when the boss doesn't have the capacity, because if Vince wants long-term, long-term storytelling, it will happen. Uh-huh. That's not the case. Yeah. Vince is impacted by what we're impact what we're impacted by. We're not impacted by long long term storytelling. We are impacted by the oohs ahs. That's the same reason why Randy has his way when he talks about storytelling in a match, right? He mm-hmm. says that he like, you know, he tries to tell the young guys to slow it down. You know what I mean? Like, let your moves breathe. But, nigga, when we running up against the commercial and I got to get this shit in to make this, like, it's, a, yeah. it's like, it's, it's, it's. You want to get your shit in to make yourself, like, look good. It's shit. different. It's, it's just yeah. different. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, we, we don't, it's not 98 or 99 when we got Undertaker and, 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 and the Ministry of Darkness and fucking, it's me, Austin. It's me all along. Nigga, we would want to fast forward through the show so bad to get to the end, we would hate it. We would kill it. And then when we finally get the payoff, we wouldn't like it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the way of the times now. So it goes back to like, like okay, so you want to talk about Raw both the, both weeks in a row. Um, you know, Raw really has had good shows until the ending. 
even the Randy Rick was good business, but it wasn't good business. You know what I mean? Like they Why gave they gave twenty minutes to Rick and Randy to talk, nigga. Like I fell asleep. <laughs> I had to watch that promo the next day, nigga. <laughs> it was good though. I mean, it was good performance. I mean, at the end of the day, you know what? It was it was it was there to get you know heat on Randy going SummerSlam. Obviously, and I think they all being said. They capitalize on you know blending in the lights and shit. I appreciate that. You know I like when they when they have the you know the lights go out to protect uh, Ric Flair from getting actually punted. Uh, we all know why they're doing it, but that's production you know and, and foresight because you get the impact of the visual, but you don't need to have to put anybody in harm's way. Um, I thought it was really brilliant, honestly, and, and it did feel kind of personal when you really saw them talk about this stuff, even though. You know, uh, obviously everything is a work, but this is also when you look at well, there's tinges of reality in it. It kind of brings if you're a wrestling fan, you're like, oh shit, this is deep. You know, so it, I'm not sure if it gets us over as much as for Drew, which is his match, but I feel like it makes Randy Orton a compelling, full, full-rounded uh, uh, heel. But that's the Whatever. thing. That's the thing, though, right? So a lot of people want to complain about how a challenger looks. Right, like I get into an argument on Twitter about how Oscar looks. Right, how Oscar is being damaged because she already has a SummerSlam match, and how dare she compete for another SummerSlam match? Right, right. We I get into an argument about that, and here we are, where the world champion is third in his story, third. It's the challenger and then the challenger's manager, my nigga, <laughs> running one-two before we even care about Drew McIntyre. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so when you was like, yeah, it gets heat on Randy and it doesn't do anything for Drew. Okay, so if Drew beats Randy, it didn't do anything for Drew. Like, it didn't. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. like yeah. Drew, def- like Drew defeating Randy. Drew beats Randy. I think it does do something for him. If you're trying to say that, you know, even in the face of this menace that is Randy Orton, uh, Drew is coming out top. But you want to build and give him a foundation of, you know, um, of importance on why does a match mean so, so much to him. You know, you want to tell that story where Drew is like, you know, this is what, what, what he's facing going in, up against Randy Orton. And I feel like that one promo outshined the entire angle so far. And I hope that Drew can get another uh, a moment this coming uh, raw with the go home show, so we can get to that point where it's like, all right, they feel kind of even. Right now, it feels like Randy Orton should just take this shit, but I, I'm gonna hold off until Monday to 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 make my predictions. Well, with with that with that being said, I'm I'm I am still on the fence of. Bro, okay, like, I'm just about to get to it. Like, wrestling is fucking wrestling, bro. You know what I mean? Like, wrestling's wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, it's shitty wrestling, it's good wrestling, and there's not a lot of good wrestling to depict from. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, every, like, especially if you want to nitpick, especially if you want to, you know, hit, like, Oscar fighting two times is a problem because it takes away a match from somebody else who could possibly have had it. Okay, fine. That's that's cool. You know, like I don't think like Becky Be- Be- Becky 
defended against Lacey, lost, I mean won, and then lost to Bailey, and then fucking catapulted Bailey, you know, to where she is now. Three hundred. She's been champion three hundred plus days. You know what I mean? So you gotta understand when you beat a person who has been built to like not be beaten, right? Be- Becky's uh-huh. holding the two championships. She just beat Ronda and Charlotte. She's the man. She's she's defending both her titles against uh-huh. two different sets of challengers, like we had one for Keith Lee to do. And then when she finally beats uh-huh. Be- Be- when Bailey finally beats her, right? Uh-huh. Bailey is now made, right? Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know if you could have done that with anybody else on the roster at that time. Who yeah. could have competed to beat Becky to be made, right? We're talking about what, Carmella? Like, we're talking about Sonya Deville at this time, Mandy Rowe. Yeah. Like, that roster was thin, right? So you give the title to Bailey. Bailey takes the ball, and she like she's a non-fumbler. She's a fucking touchdown score. She's a fantasy fucking nightmare, nigga. She's, she a, she's a beast, nigga. So yeah. why would you not continue to let that ride? So boom, that's one set, right? So Becky didn't host the title through Raw. We say she's been fucking hindering mad talent. Shayna fucking basically goes through the Elimination Chamber, fucking loses that mania, right? So you're like, what's the story? What's the story? Becky, why does she host the title, right? Becky doesn't need the title. We're tired of fucking Becky having the title. She gifts the title to Asuka. Uh-huh. Now Oscar's in a fucking feud with whoever because we're looking at the possibilities of the roster. Yeah. Sasha gets it. What is the problem with the? I don't, what, see, I, I don't see any problem with the booking toward WrestleMania. I mean SummerSlam. When it comes to the women, uh, at this point, I'm, I think I'm more, I'm more intrigued that Oscar has two matches. You know, then the fact that if you were to just put somebody else in the place with Bailey, because the entire time they're building this through, you know, Kyrie Zane leaving and, uh, you know, the Google Boogie War. It might have been Kyrie Zane versus Bailey if she didn't leave, you know, so like, but I think that would have been made, that would have made story, made, made sense with the way they were telling their stories, especially with Sasha getting the belt. Everything has to mean something. And I feel like what means more. Right now at SummerSlam, for a Bailey to have a match with Asuka or anybody else on the roster, and it means more right now for her to face Asuka. I think storytelling-wise, work-wise, talking about merchandise-wise, you talking about business, talking about on so many levels, the the, the 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 right answer is Asuka to be put in this place. And I think for me, it's interesting as a fan of like, oh, Asuka has two swings, you know, swings at the bat. I'm curious to see if she takes one of these titles. You know, go and, and if they have a, uh, a draft, we'll see where she goes. You and know? Now, and, it's, and, it's just it for me. And I think this goes back to, uh, you know, tying into what we're talking about with Seth, right? There's no way that we can, there's no way that we can look at the landscape of the business and for them to say that they had long-term plans, right? We, we, we know that they're flying by the seat of their pants. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we can tell with the product. Yeah. But yeah. what I'm saying is, is that, man... Saturday Night Live is Saturday Night Live. They do it the week of. And it goes up on TV and nobody can say hit or miss. 
But you come back to Saturday Night Live because you know the cast is good. You know they have the capability. You know if the writing is good that the fucking skits will be good. Like, you know, I don't like, know. it's. I'm really going out and checking for Saturday Night Live, but it's good. Not, <laughs> but, but I know, I know what you're Okay, saying. but listen, yeah. don't. Okay, you say that, nigga, but they've been on TV for 40 years. So when we're That's making true. a comparison to wrestling, nigga, who has almost damn near been on the TV for 30 years, right? Is two niche things: sketch comedy and fucking wrestling on network television. So, so my thing is, man, is like, just fucking watch it. Just fucking watch the fucking shit, nigga. It's not, bro. Just like, just watch it, bro. Like Mondays, you when we was a kid, you know what drew us in. Because you never know what happened on Monday Night Raw. Oh my God! Is that Razor Ramon on WCW? Oh shit, nigga! It's the unexpected bitch. You didn't long term book that, you dumbass, nigga. Oh, wait, 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 wait! There's people saying that. Oh, Sasha's definitely gonna take the title off Bailey. I haven't seen one side of it. Bro, oh we've God. been booking this match for two Summer Slams, going on three. Yeah. They haven't made the move yet. We don't know shit. We keep yeah. paying money to watch it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, nigga. Like, what the fuck, bro? Uh, uh, nigga, we can't, man. It's stupid, man. It's stupid, man. Niggas want, like, listen, man. Listen. You can't tell me. Listen. I get it. Niggas want to have a conversation to seem smart. So let's have the smart conversation. You want to talk about the demise of wrestling because of some punk-ass ratings numbers when these niggas just last year, not motherfucking two... If you have thyroid eye disease and the bags under your eyes are looking more like purses... It might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket Technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this, what can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information appraisal and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Years ago, not three years ago, last year, nigga, got Saudi money and $2 billion, nigga, to be let out of these fucking contracts. You know what the fucking buyout is going to be, nigga? Uh-huh. They got five years, nigga. And you know what? We're going to have the same dumbass conversation we did in 2016. <laughs> oh, man. Do you see what they're doing to Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns? Russell is stupid. Russell don't make no money. The ratings are down. A billy, nigga. A billy.
a fucking billion. And then if WWE, yeah. then if WWE just want to say, you know what, fuck you niggas, we made enough money. Everybody come to the network, watch Raw, watch SmackDown, watch NXT. Come to the network. You know what niggas is gonna do? Go to the motherfucking network, nigga. <laughs> Business is going forever boom for wrestling, bro. What are y'all talking? <laughs> nigga, you get jobs because of this. Niggas get paid because of this, nigga. Streamline. What hey, man? Listen, man, listen. Watch fucking wrestling, bro. Watch it, watch your AEW, watch your NXT, watch your SmackDown, watch your Raw. Have your opinions, nigga, but please. If you want to have an opinion, apply for a fucking job, nigga. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do what I did. You know what I mean? I can understand that some niggas actually have jobs when it comes to wrestling. So my thing is, if you hate your job, quit. Quit, nigga. Look for another job. Don't hate watch, bro. Don't. That's the that's the wackest. That's the yeah. wack. That's and, the wackest, nigga. That, that's know, the wackest. Also come to learn over time. Because you know, after watching it for we going on two, three years now, it's it's it kind of gets to a point where you see for what it is as far as business, you know. But at the same time, you know, you have you have your your opinions as it comes to creative and whatever. But to say that your creative opinion is what they should do business wise is not always the case. It can't and be. That's where, and that's the that's the pocket that we fall into sometimes because we we are gen- genuine fans of wrestling, genuinely fans, and we want to see the people that we like succeed in the matches that we want to see. But when you actually take into account the way business is going and, and the way that the story that they were telling was going, it makes perfect sense that, that this is what they would do. I was curious what they would do at the, in the one of the battle royale as well. I was really honestly uh, curious. Like, I thought I could go and, you, way, and you know just, why you were curious? You know when I saw Oscar, I was like, oh, duh. Like, you, that makes perfect you sense. You want to know why you were curious? You want to know why? Because you don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Right? Like, that's an internal thing, bro. Like, listen, I know, right? Like, you know, shout out to the homie. We just shouted him out last week. Phil, right? Bro, I'm going to bleach. I don't, I don't know if he has an article on bleach. I'm going to bleach up right now. That's where I get my information from. When I used to do the podcast, a weekly podcast, right? Like, I don't get, it's not a job. Like, it was leisure. But my thing is this. This is the story. When I didn't want to fucking watch, I didn't watch. I woke up the next morning, yo, anything worth? You're like, nah, nothing worth it. Cool. I went on Bleach Report. I went on No DQ. I watched fucking YouTube fucking clips. And I came, and I didn't talk out my ass, but I gave a still logical, reasonable opinion of A, why I didn't watch, B, why I will not be watching, and C, when I watch is going to be because of these reasons. Yeah. I'm back now watching because it is those reasons, right? We, we're like... We we have consistency in it's what we form. ask for. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's you. <laughs> technical dif- technical difficulties right there, you know. Um but but that's what but but my thing is is that's my point. Like listen man, like you can have your opinions on things, but my 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 situation is this. When I pinpoint you on something, I'm like, what could we have done? Like what like we didn't know it was a pandemic, right? We knew niggas was getting sick, 
when 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 Bianca came out for, for Black History Month, we won her at WrestleMania. She didn't get it. We yeah, got Rhea Ripley, yeah. right? Could have could Rhea Ripley could have made up made the move up to the roster? Yeah. Could Io Shirai maybe have moved up to the roster? Yeah. And then that would have diminished or deplenished NXT. Correct? Because even though you put Charlotte down there, you got Charlotte working with what? Aaliyah? You know what I mean? Me, no disrespect to Mia Yim, but like, you know, how many times she going to fucking, you know, is Mia Yim ever going to go over Charlotte? I think not. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's happening, right? So that roster needed those women there. And then eventually we got Io Shirai being champion, right? So Rhea could have came up, but as Rhea, now when Rhea comes up and she's a big deal, you just brought up Bianca, right? Like you had brought up Lacey Evans. Like we've seen the level of steam released from people when they come up. So, like, there's no faith behind me saying that they could have made anybody relevant because even with the people that are relevant now, they didn't do it. You know what I mean? Like, Drew is is supposed to be relevant, but he's not. Randy's relevant because he made himself relevant. You see what I'm saying? Like, Randy's just that good, right? Sasha Bailey is, like, just that good. Asuka is, like, really just that good. Like, comes down to is... Reliability. I talk about it all the time. When we talk about Charlotte, I'm like she's reliable. Yeah. She know you know what you're gonna give a Charlotte. It's gonna be good. You know, it's gonna be serviceable. And it may be a moment. It may not be, but it may has a chance to be. You know, especially as far as match work and promos, she's a sure thing. When it comes to Randy, when it comes to Sasha Banks, Oscar, when it comes to uh, Bailey, they're just trustworthy and they have they they stable stability. While we're building this lower, the other upper echelons of the new women's that are coming up, I believe I think that you know they're working with Naomi and and Lacey to you know do something. They're working with uh, Mandy and Sonya Deville. So I feel like the way that they do things, you got to give it time. But even listen, listen, listen let's, we let's, just got let's go. Let's go. and Sasha having a good heel run. Let's let's let us think of for a little and while. I, and I mean, I, we just got Asuka the way we wanted her, being a complete pro in the ring, having great matches every week. Yo. Let's sit, let's enjoy it. I'll go I'll go one step further. Like look at Braun, right? Braun never got the title until he can quote unquote be trusted. Right? Right? He has the title. It seems like they're losing trust in him. Does it not? Of course, yeah. It definitely seems like that. But that's only because I feel like he's stuck in this thing with Bray, and Bray is just so captivated. And so he could he could he could almost overshadow and it's, if they're putting the on Bray, I feel like but I, this I, isn't the best broad at all. I feel like Broad has grown from this. So, so with that being said, this is my parallel, right? It's just not Bray. But this is but this is my parallel. You got Bray as champion. You got Drew McIntyre as champion. And and you're telling me right now that both those challengers are more captivating than your champions, right? I think this is purposeful though. They need to build some new guys and giving them that that that. that that bar, like, you know, hey, you're a champion now, and having to ride out through this pandemic, honestly, they might, sometimes the first reigns are not the, the reign for the person. Like CM Punk, his first reign as WWE champion or the or kind of world champion, it wasn't the reign for him. You know, you know, I feel like people like who are growing will have another opportunity, and Bray has not shown me that he's diminished to the point where I can't see him being champion again. And neither is has Drew. 
But I do think sometimes it is time to switch. You understand where the energy is at, you know? And you understand where, like, play the, the room. Okay, so, room. okay, so, no, so, okay. Again, listen, tying it into what we talked about in the beginning of the show. Seth Rollins, man, is talking about long-term booking when right now Braun and Drew are your two champions and what you're talking about, going with the times and going with what goes, nigga, if that's the case, then we're getting Randy and Bray with the fucking titles, right? Yeah. Because if we're talking about, right, but if we're long-term booking, what was the plan for Braun and what was the exactly. plan for Drew? Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, but it doesn't diminish them to me because I see them as still viable. They, it's not It's not to their... I think it, do, it does to me because look at two champions in WWE history that get shitted on. Diesel and JBL, right? Diesel and JBL both get talked about how they couldn't draw money, but they both were year-long goddamn champions and made themselves money. You know what I mean? So like, so so so, what does it like? Does it matter? Where does it matter? Where's the line? Where does like? Because I'm pretty sure people be like, JBL title was trash. This nigga beat Taker, Big Show, Batista, Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> nigga, what are you talking? What are you talking about? Nigga, what are you talking about? Best heels, and they just kept it going for long enough. That like you just gotta give the man his credit. You know. So with um, but with Braun and. I think you can do that with a heel champion, though. With Braun and Drew both as baby faces right now, I believe that's not where they belong long term. And I feel like they'll have a better run as a heel champion, both of them. I feel like we'll have better runs as heel champions down the line. So I wouldn't mind this shifting to Bray and Randy Orton just because of the energy I'm feeling and reading the room as far as you know what's entertaining when we watch on TV every week. When you see SmackDown, you're waiting for The Fiend. When you see uh, Raw, for me, I feel like, the, for me, personally, Randy Orton has been sticking out. The MVP has been sticking out. Seth Rollins has been sticking out. They really keep me through the show. Not to mention Sasha, Bailey, and Asuka putting on great matches. So I, you know, all, all, you know, these people are all reliable, you know what I'm saying? So with going with the ring in the room, yeah, you know, it might not be what they planned, but that makes more sense towards the short-term booking, like that was saying, like you, like you said. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I I think I think, you know, going into leaving we've been in and out of Mondays and yeah. Fridays, but, but that like that goes into what is the highlight I guess for people when they say the week, right? We before there was an AEW, the highlight of the week was Wednesdays. Regardless. It was just NXT. I mm-hmm. think NXT is in NXT and AEW both are in the wells of what Seth is talking about as far as booking goes, right? Because NXT used to do long-term booking. Right now, they're going with waves. And right now, it seems like they don't know which waves is going which way, my nigga. That ladder match for the North American title ain't hitting. It ain't hitting. We don't know what's going on with the tag team division. And that women's division is... It, it it lost some it lost some steam, right? Yeah. And then we talked about Keith Lee and Killian Dane. I mean, Karrion Karrion Cross, not necessarily being it. So there there are four things we're not we're not really talking about. And then you go fast for the AW, right? Their booking seems to be long term, but yeah. god damn, it's long, nigga. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. Even for us. Right. Like, yeah, you know what? I can see this playing out. I feel like, yes, I think All Out is going to be hopefully a combination of these angles and we can get the balls running for whatever they're doing next because this is taking forever, you know? And we're, I guess we're going to MJF, you know, John Moxley. Uh, it, it, it's just taking a long time to have some of these things that we're seeing these tea leaves put in place pay off, you know? So, yeah, it seems like they're flying on the seat of their pants too. I feel like they're both in transition and they're both like in kind of purgatory. But I hope that these next shows they show out. Like I really hope that like we're look we're, we're sitting here two weeks from now, saying like, damn, you know, AEW had a great show and NXT had a great show. But uh, right now it's looking like the excitement hasn't been around those two brands. I for me, uh, I could be wrong because everybody has their own bubble. But for me, I've been seeing people talk about everything going on with uh, Raw for the past couple of weeks, and, and there's some stuff going on with SmackDown, but it hasn't been. The best, you know. If there's anything going on with SmackDown, it's with Bray and Braun and, you know, Alexa. They've been talking about that. So, as far as uh, it's it going, yeah, I think that we'll see. We'll see. You know, it's one of those times for those shows. Overall, it's not like everything is hitting, but I think everything is, like, not terrible. You know but I, mean? I think that's that That goes back to, okay, so if, if you're going to be – a movie critic or a TV show review guy or whatever the case may be, the totality of what you're responding to has to take into consideration when you're giving an opinion. And I think that's where a lot of people get confused about because it's a lot of instant gratification or instant uh, regurgitation of what they've seen, which is why their opinions are so rapid. You see what I'm saying? Uh When you're watching a TV show that's episodic, you don't know how the season's going to end. So you're going week to week with the show. Yeah. And when you're reviewing, you're reviewing, hey, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this. And then a counter argument to that is, hey, well, if you look at it this way, or if you look at it this way, or if you look at it this way, it can make sense to you. It's just offering up a new way to your subjectiveness. But when you want to be ingrained with your own opinion, then that's when I feel like that you don't want to grow or you don't want to learn or you don't want to, right? So when we're talking about wrestling, a lot of people want what they want and don't want nothing else. Yeah. And that ain't how you get any entertainment. Yeah. You get what's presented to you, nigga, and then, listen... One of your favorite rappers, artists, put out a fucking album. Like, man, I ain't really fucking with this, though, but I'm going to keep giving it a couple jams because it's my man's. You don't talk. You, you you know what I mean? Like, the way you talk about stuff is different if you like about if you like it. Yeah, yeah. If you going into a drum, man, I don't fuck with this nigga. Let me hear what this bitch-ass nigga made. <laughs> Oh man, this nigga trash on this beat. Whack, nigga. Nah, he said he rhymed two with do. Oh, that nigga. And that's how I feel it is in the wrestling community. Feel me? Like, bro, you can you can get hired for Bleacher Report to fucking write about AEW and be like, yo, I don't want to write about WWE because I don't really watch it. Or like, yo, how about I write for Bleacher Report, but I'm going to highlight these other wrestling companies, you know what I mean, just to use my platform to do that. 
Nigga, you ain't got to take the job and force watch yourself to watch WWE, my nigga, because you want to have a job? Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that, that's that, you know what I mean? So, like, that, I feel like that's what I, I feel like that's what niggas do when they take these, these podcast jobs, these writer jobs, these blogger jobs. Like, y'all fucking going into it to see what you going to hate from it. Because yeah. if you going to like what you going to like about it, you going to write and respond to what you like about it. And that's that. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're doing every single week, so you might as well say, like, all right, you know, objectively, I may not fuck with this, but it's not the entire show. It's not the entire, it's not recent wrestler, it's not really the way they built the storyline. Because you might write some shit, produce that shit, and you might be your wrote, as we know, you know, what you wrote doesn't always translate. It don't translate, you know, bro. It don't, it, it don't hit, bro. Like, you know, so, it, it, so, I will tell you, you have to, um, judge people with, like, you know, um, and, and then, you know, WWE has their own process, AEW has their own process. That's a whole different conversation entirely. But definitely getting together any type of art and putting it out in a short period of time is not an easy task. You know, so I, I always look at it that way, you know, and, and, and see, see it for what I am liking. That's why I try to have a positive take on AEW all the time because I see the things that I like. You know, I try to have a positive take on, on a lot of things because I'm watching every week, you know. So there's something that I like on here. It's not that, not that you know, it's not that I'm tuning in just because to shit on it all the time. I think I'm tuning in because I genuinely like something about this, whether it's just wrestling in general. Like, like you know, whether it's habit, whether it's whatever, something about my spirit fucks with wrestling. I watch it every week. Let me see what I like it, you know, love, love about it. And that's and why, like, and that's why, objective, objective point of view. and that's why I will always talk about AEW and be like, listen, I'm not going to watch unless I know I'm about to fuck with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so like, if I know it's Jericho and Moxley at the top of the card, but I know somewhere around the way, I'm going to get to see a dope tag team match. I'm going to stick around on Twitter, see when that tag team match is on. Watch the tag team match, and then I'm a fucking dick. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But if a nigga put on a product, like I watched, we watched the very first All In, right? The Casino Battle Royale. We watched that joint. We came back, and I was like, "All right, listen, I know I'm not gonna be here." <laughs> like God, like God, like God, like nigga, you feel me? Like yeah, I, you know, you know I, I said that from the beginning, yeah. nigga. So yeah. like, but because they wanted to have a a, a ratings war. Or battle with Wednesday night. That was like, okay, CT, you have your correspondence at AW. You tell me what's going on, and I'll go fuck with it, and then we'll we'll, we'll go right there, nigga. When you kept telling me, oh, it's gonna take time, and we got, you know, it's gonna take time. I'm like, nigga, I ain't got fucking time. I got the network, nigga. <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, I'm saying that like I just can't fathom like. The processes of starting a brand new wrestling company and then trying to get it right in the first year or two. That's from that standpoint, I look at it as not that I, and I think that AW has its own DNA for sure. That I'm always going to have a little bit of like, yeah, I don't really fuck with that part of it, but there's a lot of good things I see there. So there's two things that I do turn in for. There's certain characteristics about AW that I kind of hate, you know? I hate that their fucking mid card title is a TNT championship. I really do. Uh, I think that is kind of. I mean, the title—it looks cool now. They—they they, they made it look a little blinged out. No, nah, it but, looks uh, fire now, bro. Yeah, it's—it's, it's, but still, it just rubbed me the wrong way that it's a tape of TV company's logo on your mid card title. It just rubbed me the wrong way, but they look, made it look cool. If they had a gold strap on it, it would be even better. Somebody edited the gold strap on it, and it looked like 
fire. But um, other than, yeah, AEW right now, like you said, NXT the same. It's in a holding pattern for me, you know. I, and um, I'm tuning in to see where they go with it because because if you put the the right talent in the right places with the right workers with the right storytelling or just a little bit of storytelling on things, you guys have great. You guys have magic, you know. I want to see, you know, these guys link up, but in a in a way that means something. I thought the Darby thing was dope. You know, I think that you were doing stuff with the tag individuals, tag team appreciation week, um, and I and I'm finally seeing some heat getting drawn on the revival. So that took a long time, but finally we're here. So let's let's go. Let's go. Let's I, I get think this that revival. that um, that I mean, was sorry. that I'm was bad. Up. That was bad utilization. Um, I think that was bad utilization of of talent, right? Well, um, when they when they came in. When they came in, they should have automatically been heels. They, they, they yeah, I agree. I think, I think that like there's no, you know, there's no, there's certain stuff that shouldn't be wasted motion. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Like, like and, and especially with wrestling, you can't, bro. It's so simple. Why make it complex? Y'all make like so long since they we see these guys link up. If they just came on site, you've been talking like you're the best tag team. How about this? And you know, keep that working on them. You know, injure them out for two weeks. You guys have had enough time. Like, and then you have other tag teams in a, ta- like a tournament. They're just, you know, taking down one tag team at a time. I know you're trying to build up the Dark Order, too. And then you got Butcher and Blade trying to build those guys up, too. I get it. I get it. But I feel like there are certain things you don't want to waste the time on, like you're saying. Is that you want to just, uh, and, I, and and you could, or if you're doing it, make it make it a little bit more um, impactful with the storytelling. Because they should have been here for something up. Just buddy buddy probably competition shit. Um, not feeling it. I want the, I want FTR to you know, you know FTR you know be like completely fun boys. Just go go crazy and not be like yeah yeah yeah. They're good tag teams and the, no 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 they gotta talk this shit. Um yeah again like I said man um like I said man uh it's just. <laughs> There's certain stuff like I watched the Scorpio Sky match, like I'm I'm in tune, and then they're like, oh, uh, Jungle Express against Kenny Omega and Adam Page, and I'm like, man, do I really want to watch this match? Like, nah. <laughs> so then I I turn the channel. You feel me? Like, and then yeah, and yeah. then I uh, you know, then I'm like, oh, they give me 20 minutes of the Midnight Express and. Iron and Tully, you know what I mean? Where where's Sean Spears at? Where's where's Matt Cordeon? Cord- you know what I mean? Like where's the women's division? God damn it. I think that it's um, definitely um it was it was tag team appreciation night, so that's why I did that. And I think the parallel between them and the you know Midnight uh, Rock and Roll Express, Young Bucks, and the comparisons between FTR, R and Tully you know, the enforcers, that's the comparison they're trying to go with and have the, you know, the, the angle being told that way. I don't think it was bad. I thought it was all right. You know, I just think that we want to get there, already, you know, with, with FTR and Young Bucks. Just, I mean, obviously it's not all out. Try, try to, I don't know why you're shoot, shoehorning certain things in. But, hey, I'm, I'm here to see it. You know, and Wait, I know that. What'd you say? What'd you say at the end? I wasn't, I'm sorry. What were you saying? No, I don't know why they they kind of seems like they're shoehorning some certain things in AEW sometimes, with because they're you know trying to fill out you know the segments with the like, look for instance like the twelve man 
uh, tag team, or I forget how many guys were in that. But it was a lot of guys in that tag team match. And again, people screen time, but it's not structured. It feels like it feels like hey, you know, go out there. But that's my match. but that's my thing though. My thing is, oh, niggas gonna bitch about WWE every fucking week about what they don't like. You gonna tell me this is storytelling? You gonna tell me this is this is good business? You gonna tell me fucking like instead of spreading it out because you just gotta fit twelve people on fucking TV? You don't like when WWE do it, so don't fucking like when AEW do it. AEW do it. Like that's not like that, like I don't like I don't like I'm testing niggas consistency. You know what I mean? Like keep it funky all the way across the board, my nigga. I'ma tell you for niggas who don't know who I am, I won't watch wrestling if I don't want to watch wrestling, my nigga. Like you feel me? Like I won't if I don't want. You know what I mean? Like nigga, this is we got one life to live, nigga, and wrestling ain't gonna motherfucking dictate or control that nigga because I got to fucking tweet about it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to still get these tweets off without even even me motherfucking watching it, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't have to dictate my fucking Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, you know what I mean, to watch wrestling if all I'm going to do is find the negatives in it. Uh Uh, With that being said, AEW, I'm not wasting my time flicking back and forth <laughs> like I was 20 years ago because even 20 years ago when I was flicking back and forth with WCW, nigga, it was for the Cruiserweight at the beginning of the show, maybe the TV yeah. title or the United States title, but I didn't give a fuck about their tag team division in WCW or the main event in WCW. All they did was swap the title between Steiner Brothers, Harlem Heat, and, 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 I don't know. I don't, I can't even think of another fucking tag team in WCW, nigga. It's the the Steiner Brothers and the Harlem Heat. That was it, nigga. That was, like, uh, what was that about L.O.D. wannabes? Um, what was it, Demolition or something? I forget the name of these guys. Nah, nigga. I know, uh, by the time, by the time they had diversity in the tag division, it was like Three Count and Young Dragons. And motherfucking uh, uh, Sean Sean Drinjack and and, 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 and that was, was, was dope. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I fucked with three count, man. Nigga, the boy band. Niggas want to talk about <laughs> utilization of a roster. They had Tank Abbott, nigga, as the motherfucking manager for those niggas, <laughs> singing and dancing. A whole UFC motherfucking knockout <laughs> legend, nigga. <laughs> Fuck y'all talking about, bro? WCW. But no, like, you know, I feel like storytelling definitely has changed over the years. And it might be the era of short-term storytelling. But I just want to make sense, you know. I feel like if if we're getting efforts where it's making sense and, you know, I can see, you know, that you're selling the match. You're trying to buy people to buy into these characters so the match means something. Yeah, I can always go along for the ride with, with those stories. But if it's if it's booked in a way that's kind of like, you know, herky jerky, it definitely has. Uh, there's some, there's always gonna be something off with AEW with me. But I actually like what they're doing over there for the most part, as far as you know, certain certain people that are over there as far as, as far as the work they've been, they've been putting on. Um, it's not the best thing ever, but neither. But nothing is right now in wrestling, you know. 
That's why you got to look at it, even SmackDown. You know, we like some of the people out there doing their thing. But overall, you know, I feel like they're in, in between spot too. You know, we got Big E. I think the, the show was like positioning Big E as a leader. So storytelling-wise, I feel like they're doing something. They're heating him up and to try to, you know, make him a babyface, uh, uh, you know, babyface singles run. So I'm, I'm curious to see where that goes. Um, what you what you think about SmackDown overall? You think it was just it was a horrible a show. Wash? It was a, like I said. It was like I said. I think I stated. Maybe I didn't, but maybe I said it. I I probably didn't say it. But SmackDown was just um, it, they they was it, it was it was a bad show. It was a bad show, and they're entitled to have a bad show because, like I said, it's an episodic show. You know what I mean? Like um, um, yeah. they 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 have a they they have a bad they they're able to have a bad show. Um, so with that being said, I. I will. I. I don't mind it. You know what I mean. I, I did think that it was all over the place. It wasn't concise at all. Um, I think you know it goes back to them being you know kind of sporadic. Um, I do think. I that, think retribution is fucking shit up too. Um. I. I. I mean no. I mean I just think shit's. Listen, man, shit was fucked up before retribution. Like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing before retribution. So I'm not just gonna blame it on retribution. Okay. Especially if Retribution ends up being something, and I don't want to be the one to be like, ah, man, fuck, I killed it. You know what I mean? Like, nah, I mean, nigga, like... I mean, it, it, I mean, I'm just... I'm, I'm good. It might be something cool at this point. I'll kill it until it's, until it's not, and then I'll change my mind. But Retribution uh, is, is gonna... I think it's messing it up for me. Because it doesn't make any sense. But, uh... But how is, it, me- me- how is it messing it, it up? Just, how, is, how is it messing it up for SmackDown and not messing it up for Raw? They've been on both shows. No, they didn't. The, the, it, the angles with Retribution on SmackDown haven't hit. And the angles with them in Raw haven't hit, but Raw has had other things to, to lift the sales of that show. You know? Retribution overall really isn't, isn't it. But I feel like maybe, not, maybe not that, they're not the reason SmackDown is the way it is. But I mean, but SmackDown was just episode, good. SmackDown this was. Episode, I'm talking about this specific episode that we just had. I was just about to say, yeah. SmackDown yeah. was just SmackDown was good prior to like this week. So like, I, yeah. I and I'm not gonna blame Retribution for that. I'm just gonna blame them not kind of necessary. Like, I don't think they kind of know how they want to utilize their time because they do have a lot going on on SmackDown. They they mm-hmm. only got two hours, right? They got the women's division that's kind of hot. You know what I mean? Bailey, I know she's holding it down, but like. Let's keep it a buck. Bailey has gave a lot of women matches that wouldn't have had matches if Charlotte or Becky were champion. Let's just put that out there. You know what I mean? So let's just say that. So Bailey is kind of holding down a division. Um, the tag division is kind of dope. Finally, we got the belts off a of new day. And then now we're talking about opportunity or whatever the case may be, or you know, giving somebody time or whatever. Big E now in a moment where they are scarce for talent and, and, and for people who they can actually trust, right? Big E is now in this position where he's trusted to go ahead and do something, make something of yourself. Do you so, think it's going to be able to... Uh, no, go for Outside of that, SmackDown got the Mandy stuff. Otis still got the contract. Bray Wyatt and Braun. We had Nikki and Alexa. Now Alexa mixed over into the brand, bro. Like, they have a lot of moving parts. So I do know that it's going to be hard without an authority figure as well to kind of help keep that show on the rails. You know what I mean? I, like, Yeah, I hear you. I feel like with uh, 
WrestleMania, I mean, SummerSlam coming up, they're definitely um, scrambling to put things together for that show. I feel like that they have, I think the Fair vs. Fair vs. is a good thing. Honestly, with the Mandy and, and uh, Sonya Deville, kind of get the combination on that story they've been telling us in WrestleMania. Uh, I feel like with uh, the Biggie stuff, we got Sheamus, Baron Corbin, Matt Riddle, Gable. We've, we said something, we said it last week, we want to see a multi-man match against AJ Styles at SummerSlam. So that is something to look forward to if they get those guys all involved. I'm curious to see how that turns out. Because AJ Styles came out this week and said nobody's competition pretty much. So that that would make sense if they announced something with the multi-man stuff next week. And then Jeff Hardy as well. You know, I think they're trying to get him in there as well. So that would be interesting if they do a, like, a ladder match. I'm not sure what the fuck they're going to do. But the multi-man just be a six-pack challenge for the kind of championship. See where that takes us. Um, and yeah, you know, so so I think that the bit highlight before, like I said, is Bray. I still think Bray's still a genius. I still think that that storyline has some uh, ways that are consistent with Bray. You know, they're saying that he changes somebody every time he's around someone. So right now, he that he's changed. You know, you know, brought into this monster who shaved his head. We all knew it was coming eventually. Big Show did it. You know, Mike Mark Henry does it. Did it. Eventually, Braun Strowman's going to shave his head ball, and I think it showed a sign that The Fiend did change him. So I think storytelling-wise, that was cool, and he's kind of like saying... Uh, I'm not going to go that far, but that's that's cool. I mean, that's what they were saying. He's like, and that's why he's trying to protect kind of Alexa by saying he doesn't care about her. But he's saying, hey, The Fiend changes everybody's around, even you. You know, I'm not sure if, 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 if you watched it, but that's pretty much what he was saying. So he's kind of like trying to get... Like I said, as far as him, away from him by saying that he doesn't care about her. I thought it was maybe too deep for wrestling, maybe, but that's what I'm seeing here. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not again. I don't think they know what the fuck they're doing, so I'm not gonna pay. <laughs> I'm not about to wreck my brain because they don't know what the fuck they do, bro. When they when they reveal it, then I'm like, okay, I'm rocking with a nigga, but I'm not gonna fucking try to listen. I apply for the job at SmackDown. If they want to hire me, I'll happily help kind of detangle what the fuck is going on. But to do it for free, nigga, for me to just be aggravated, for me to try to make sense out of it, and then them niggas just go ahead and continue to not make sense out of it, I'm just wasting my time. That's time I can't get back. Now, Listen, what, what they... I'm not saying that if, if, if you... I'm not saying put, wrap your head around it. Maybe it just didn't stick with you, bro. I'm just telling you what I saw when I saw this angle. You know, and maybe it didn't just stick with you. And that's one thing that... It didn't, it didn't make... Again, it didn't... That's as far as Mac is going. That's the highlight of this show. What I'm saying is, again, it not so much it didn't stick with me. It didn't make sense when she showed up in a swamp match a month ago. So for them to keep drawing it out sporadically is not something that has been consistent. And for, like you said, like, yes, I know Bray has changed people. And I know you made the correlation to... Big Show and Mark Henry shaving their head like it's like a big man's tradition or whatever the case may be. Like I'm, I'm watching it, but again, like I think a a a, a baby face Bray and a like you said, he was like Braun would have a better championship run if he was a heel. So this is the slow trend, right? We had Seth Rollins, who is the ultimate burn it down baby face. And we ultimately seem to become heel, and he's the best thing in wrestling. So I think right now, like, I'm not comparing Braun to Seth, but 
a, a stale baby face turned heel is something that we naturally always love to see because yeah. it's it's it makes the most sense, right? Yeah. Now I, I'm here with I that. Mean, yeah. The, yeah. The, the 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 making what I'm trying to figure out and what I'm talking about wrapping my head around and like where you was like it may be too deep for TV as far as the storyline or whatever they're trying to tell. I don't. I know they had the interview with Alexa about you know did Bron have feelings for me? What? How the fuck does Bron, How does the fiend know? Did Bron call up Bray and be like, man, this bitch Alexa, bro, I, I'm in the suburban with this bitch and she uh, if, is. If you're watching the product, if you're a, a wrestling fan, who knows the correlation between Bron and Alexa, it's because they did the mix. I know, but right? what I'm saying is Bray. I'm what I'm saying is my again. I'm, again, we're talking about making. You're talking about making it make sense and like understanding. It. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not just a wrestling fan. I am a television uh, savant. I would like to say because I watch a shit ton of television. My thing is, is that when the white right, Bray or the Fiend was the heel, so they incorporated Alexa Bliss to make mind games with Braun. Braun is like, oh, you can't make mind games with me because I never cared about the bitch. And Alexa was like, hold on. You was texting me, nigga, when we was going. But how would Bray know, nigga? Did Alexa and talk to Bray? Did Braun tell Bray? How does Bray know all this shit matter, nigga? <laughs> Bray just picked her. It wasn't even like that. They went to, they, she, Bray just picked her. And then they, he, you know, he, he drove Why didn't Bray. Bray get Nicholas? Nicholas? Yeah, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. If he, if he did this to Nicholas, that would be hilarious. Nigga, what if he kidnaps Nicholas and like, it should have been me at WrestleMania. It should have been me. <laughs> yeah, that would be fucking crazy, but, yo, honestly, the, guys, put that on TV. <laughs> the fiend... <laughs> Zach Nicholas, yo. That's what we need to see. Honestly, I, I think they should need to put the title on, on, on the feed for sure on SmackDown. As for Raw, I can see the title staying on Drew because I think he has more legs as a baby face. But for Braun, for sure, I feel like um, they should definitely put the title on, on Bray and see what he can do with some of these guys after the draft, you know? He might get drafted or wrong. Who knows? Um, outside, I mean, listen... If they're doing the job, I don't know. Yeah. I, that's what I say. Like that's that's why I would go back. That's why I go back right now. Like with wrestling, um, I don't know. Excuse me. Yeah. With wrestling, I don't necessarily know where they're going, right? Because when Becky had to hand over the title, when Charlotte, you know, lost the EO, we was like, well, damn, why did Charlotte even get the NXT title? You know when 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 Bailey couldn't find a challenger, and we thought it was gonna be Bailey. I mean, I mean, I mean, when Bailey couldn't find a challenger, and we thought it was gonna be Sasha. Like we didn't know where it was going. Now we got double champions, and we got the two women power trip, which is to us is the greatest thing on TV. So I just kept going, and I kept watching, and I'm like, fuck it, with yeah. with 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 the product, and as far as what's going on, or what's being booked, or what's being presented in front of me. I do know that this corona and and the shape the shakeup that they're gonna have is making what I'm seeing not make the most sense. I got it. So 
I'm not going to try to make sense of it. If I get good matches, if they happen to tie storylines together, if I get Dominic getting beat with a fucking Kindle stick at the beginning, like what if I get a, a Scorpio Sky and Cody match or a Brody Lee and Cody match or a Darby yeah. Allen and John Moxley match, do you know what I mean? Or I get a fucking three-way triple threat match with a Canadian driver off a springboard, somebody's backflip off the ring ropes into seven other niggas. That's what I get, but it don't make yeah. sense. It's, it doesn't tie together, and that's mm-hmm. fine with me. Until it starts to make sense, then I'll start making sense of it. Gotcha. Um, uh, Book and Black for the week. Um, Book and Black for the week. Like I said, I, I saw the Scorpio Sky match, and... Um, I thought the ending of the match was a tad bit lackluster almost because I know that I know that he kicked out of one crossroads and like the second one just came out of nowhere and like the match was over. I thought we had a little bit a little bit more time to breathe with that mm-hmm. match. I just I just needed maybe just maybe even two more minutes. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I think okay. two more minutes of drama to Cody getting the exhaust the exhausted win, you know what I mean, for Scorpio to really have been defeated, right? Because after he lost, he just got up and he was sitting up. Like it wasn't like it was almost like Cody caught him by surprise there, man. It wasn't a it wasn't the the culmination of the match wasn't the story of the match, right? Cody was like, Cody was like, damn, I got through one. And, and Scorpio was like, damn, I let one slip through my hands. Well, that wasn't the story of the match. The story of the match was, y'all both gave it your all. Cody, you know, yeah, got, got it, you, right? Got, got yeah. one on you. Like, you should, like, that, they didn't let that bleed enough. Like, and I think two yeah. more minutes would have allowed that to happen. <sighs> With that being said, um, I want to say private party, man. I don't know if it is Matt Hardy that's not making me care or if them not being involved in any tag team championship matches or tag team matches for that matter. Um, but I don't give a fuck about those niggas. And I, right. I, I want to. I, and yeah. and I, I want to, like, what can we do to book these niggas to make us care about these niggas? Well, private party... Uh, I think that I think maybe they got Matt Hardy there as kind of like a mentor, you know. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where they go. Uh, I I I booked them in the past, and I honestly think they their best shot was what they had the match with the Young Bucks, you know. So going forward, um, I would like to see a couple more matches with the Young Bucks, honestly, and then put them back in with the Lucha Bros and um, have them have have some. I want to see those, those three, those those three, those three teams blink up again. Lucha Bros, Pirate Party, Young Bucks—they can do a lot of cool shit together. Um, and I thought that would get over the Pirate Party. That what's going to get them over is their matches and the creativity they put to in the matches. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure if the, the the gimmick, you know, has legs. They got to give them more time to talk and shit to really get it over. And you know, if but as far as their creativity in the ring. That's what's going to get them over. So you got to just, you know, give them some great matches. They need, they need, they don't need vignettes. They need, um, they don't, they don't need, they don't need vignette TV. Uh, I mean, promo packages. They need TV time promo packages. Yeah. They, they need, they need, they need, and they, they need to, they need to tell a story 
on television. Like they need yeah. mic time, you know. And I I fuck with Butcher. Kind of like what they're doing with the best friends right now. They're doing they they're telling a little story with them and uh, Santina and Ortiz, which is you know all right. They're giving them spot. Uh, whoever comes out of the top with those tag teams looking better, put them with Private Party. I think Private Party uh, should be one of those teams. That's my point. I th- I've, I've, by, by, I think by now, yeah, it's pretty crowded in that tag team. You gotta say that tag team, and now they added another one by putting two people together. So it kind of, it's really crowded with that tag team division. So I think Private Party also being a very young tag team, I feel like it's gonna, it's gonna take them some time to. You know, get to that place. So I don't. I'm not too surprised that they're not there right now. I think they've been. They've been. They've been. They're. I think what they're right where they need to be. Ah, see, that's that's my. I don't, man. I think honestly. They'll get more opportunities. I feel like soon. I think, man. With that, with like you say, with that TV, with that TV, with with that TV time, so condensed. And with that tag team division being so um, crowded, I think certain t- certain tag teams don't need to get that time. Like Butcher and the Blade, I fuck with them. Like shout out to them Buffalo niggas. Real talk, I fuck uh-huh. with them niggas. Uh, but you know Dark Order, you know they've been getting a lot of tag team shine. I don't know, uh-huh. I don't know why or what's going on with them. Right, you know um, LAX, they and the best friends, they're not hot. Right, yeah. I feel like. The reason why the reason you say you feel like they are where they need to be at, man. Listen, when they had that fucking knockdown drag out match with the Bucks, he's like, nah, nigga, they need that. They 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 need to be up there, and they ain't been up there. So I think yeah. they. I don't necessarily think that they are where they need to be at. I do feel like that they. It, I th- I do think like you say, Lucha Bros and Private Party. I think Lucha Bros, Private Party, FTR. Young Bucks are your top four, and I'll once Santino Ortiz in there, uh, if if you give them that credit, well, uh, yes, I think they're a good team. I think they're you a know? good team too, but the only reason why, the, I think they're a good team too, but they're not going to be a good team that matters in, unless and if they're still with Jericho. I feel you. That like you know what I mean, and that's where I leave out Omega and Paige because once they take the tag teams, once they're not in the tag team division. I think those four, like we talked about, Bailey, Becky, Sasha, and 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 uh, and uh, and um, Charlotte being your cornerstone for your company. I think Bucks, FTR, Lucha Bros, and Private Party are your cornerstones for your company. Like for your company, like people will come to your fucking product to watch them, and they can be tent poles to everything else that you're trying to do. Just like Sasha, Becky, I mean, Sasha, um, Asuka, and Bailey is right now. They are tempos. They are bringing people back to watch them. And they're like, oh, okay, all right. Oh, they got Bianca here. Oh, okay, Montez Ford and, you know, Street Profits. Oh, the Hurt Business. What the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, oh, Nia Jax is here, right? Like, bro, they are fucking allowing us to see Angel Garza and fucking... Andrade, and because they are making us come back to the show. I think what it's called is a draw. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think that's what you're getting at. So, I'm, and so I'm thinking, and what I'm saying is, is that 
I don't like your draw. AEW's draw, their cornerstone, their their hat hanger is the fucking tag team division. Yeah. It's like niggas don't come to see fucking Cody. Niggas, don't, even though we did, but we didn't come to see Cody for Cody. We came to see Cody for Scorpio Sky, nigga. Like so, like we not even coming to see Cody for Cody. We not seeing Moxley for Moxley. We came to see Moxley for Darby Allen. You know what I mean? Like you know MJF. Like I'm going to see Moxley and MJF for MJF, my nigga. Like, but but this is gonna this is going to pay off in the future when you get to the point where these guys can hold it down and hold on those angles. You gotta say like. Attaching these these guys to, and that's a good sign. What I'm trying to say is, those feature looks bright with AEW. If you're coming to for to them for MJF, for Darby Allen, for Private Party, or well maybe they slow down for them. But if you're coming to them for you know the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, you know FTR, you know that will Scott that will that will be positioned and they'll get it over time. But that's like the main thing that's like it may be main eventing every single show, but. I believe that the, the work they're doing now is getting people to experience what it's like to uh, build, you know, their, their their brand on a television screen, you know, and, and that's the difference between them and, you know, another company is that they're on the national screen and they have they're building their brand with these characters and these rest and, the, and the wrestlers and it. so it's. It's a it's a process, you know. So if you're coming to to them for those young stars, that's a good sign for the future, because they're gonna be there. And that's why, and that's why I do beat up on AEW, because I want to come see them, explain and tell stories of their young stars. I don't give a fuck about Zack Ryder, because I didn't give a fuck about Zack Ryder when he was Zack Ryder. I don't give a fuck about Ty Dillinger because I don't give a fuck about Ty Dillinger and Ty Dillinger, bro. I don't care. Did you see Randy Orton's tweet, bro? Yeah, I did because, nigga, that's the, that's the roster. And those are the niggas I don't come to come see, nigga. I come to see everybody else not in that tweet, my nigga. Like, and that's, that's, that, that is... That is me full circle. Like, if you want to talk about long term booking, right? Long term booking for AEW is like a year, a year from where they were at. Their young stars should be established by now, right? We should. I don't know about that. I, I'm, I think, I, you know, the first year of young stars. You think you can make somebody in a year? No, no. I mean, you can make somebody in a year if they told a year's worth of consistent stories to make their young people. Right, I'm still excited about Darby Allen. Darby Allen a year later. I'm still excited about Private Party after a year later. I'm still excited about fucking you know where is Pac a year later. Like I'm still like I'm still excited a year later. And a year later they give me John Moxley, nigga. Or hey, we're gonna give you Rock and Roll Express and the Brain Busters, nigga. We're not like like that's what they give me. <laughs> <laughs> it was tag team appreciation week. <laughs> without the ta- without the tag team that I say needs to be at the top, nigga. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I, no, I feel you, man. There's the, the I, and I like I always say it's hit and miss. I'm not gonna say I tune in and watch it. I can't like watch it all the way through, like I could like a Raw or NXT back when you know I used to watch it all the way through. 
now I'll be skimming through NXT sometimes, you know, or just fast forwarding. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely rocky, you know. I, you know, and I, and only thing that I saying saying that like I, that's why I keep talking about Raw. I feel like they're doing a fluid show. They're using the roster. Underground is actually a really good idea. It's, it's, it's interesting. We'll see where that goes. Raw Underground, and then you have on top of that the, this, you know. Um, the fuck is it called again? Retribution, whatever that is, and the way they intertwine that shit. So, all, all in all, I'm 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 interested in SummerSlam at the end of the day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I am ready for it to come, and so we can see how this turns out. We can get to the next. Uh, how we're gonna exactly. go to the exactly yeah. exactly exactly right. Um, I'm I I'm I'm excited, man. I'm yeah. excited, bro. I think, I think, uh, I, I think, I think wrestling is in a good spot if we just let, if we just let the movie play. I think that that's my my biggest thing. You know what I mean? Uh, let the movie play out. Yeah. So, um, anything you got going for business and logic? I know business and logic for me. Um, you know, they're talking about SummerSlam going to be at the Amway Center. Uh, you know, they talking about having exclusive suites where fans can rent out rooms and watch the shit from their patio, which, nigga, I may book a fucking room. You know what I mean? Um, outside. Wait, you can watch it from where? The hotel. Like, it's a hotel. They're talking about doing, like, it outside damn near. And you can watch it from the hotels that's around the area of the Amway Center. And you can fucking watch, watch it from your hotel balcony suite or some shit, man. Like, I'm like, what? exactly, man. Great business. Great business, nigga. It's going to work. People are going to want to go out. Um, outside of that. Here, here in Florida. Uh, yeah, outside of that, my only business that I wanted to talk about was... Uh, Looks like we're getting the mulligan, nigga. Mania is back in Florida next year, so I'm happy. Yes, uh, we're not going. We're not, I don't have to take a cross country trip to LA. Uh, looks like they're coming back to Tampa, or you know, um, they're gonna do it in Tampa since they didn't do it last year. Uh, so that that was my big business. Um, you know, shout out to Governor Governor DeSantis. He doesn't do a lot of good shit right, like the coronavirus. But he's keeping wrestling in Florida, my nigga. So that's my dog for life, nigga. <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm down for it, though. I, I will be there. Tampa next year. I am there. And I'm glad that we had an opportunity to run that shit back. I hope it's not pirating again because they, they got to be more creative. Um, I, 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 yeah, they, they tried to rob us, nigga, and I don't like getting robbed, my nigga, so. <laughs> pull up season, hashtag pull up season, back in yeah. effect, man, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my business logic. You got anything? No, I think that, uh, the only thing is Brandy Rose, she's trying to do some OnlyFans heels thing. I, I'm not sure if it's OnlyFans, but it's like a model of, like, you pay a subscription and you get backstage content. Of what the people are doing, I guess it's like a it's like putting a paywall on some kind of content for that for AEW, and it's called AEW Heels. Maybe there's interviews, maybe there's like I don't know discussions for them, 
But I'm not sure if she's reading the room properly because I'm not sure if people are going to really sign up for that. Well, I mean, realistically, what she was doing was controlling the environment of who watches the product. If you, okay. if you, if it, because it is toxic, right? Wrestling's toxic. You're not going to pay $50 to fucking, or some shit that you don't like. So, huh, this is $50. Niggas who really want to watch and see what's going on with, with what we're doing and what we're trying to do and the backstage element of what we're doing, this is it. So if you pay that money, then we have a fucking subscription fan base and we know who's who and we know that we're going to take your money and then kick your ass out. We can't really do that on Twitter. You know what I mean? So okay. I, that was where I got that from. There was okay. it, for, it, it was an idea of controlling the environment. And, I, I I, I, and because, you know, when you have that yeah, paywall of $10, niggas got $10 all the time. But niggas pay fifty like you pay fifty dollars for AEW. Niggas pay fifty dollars for a t shirt. Like niggas pay fifty dollars. So if you pay fifty dollars I mean, it's it's a good business model, but I mean how many people I mean there might be a might be a lot of people that do it. I mean ten dollars to I mean I'm curious on what the content is, you know? And, and you will only this, find out if you pay fifty dollars, nigga, that's the point. Huh? You will only find out you can't be curious about the content. You only can pay fifty dollars for the content. I'm not paying for a ten dollar subscription. Yeah, me personally. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, maybe people do. You know, I'm not paying for ten dollars a month to just get backstage scoops. I mean, but, I, I mean, I feel you on that, but did, I mean that goes back to the that goes back to the pay per view model, right? Who's gonna pay fifty dollars to watch something on Bleacher Report Live? Well, a lot of people, right? Who's downloading the ESPN app to watch Daniel Cormier and Miochit? Uh, a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, there's 65, right? That I can bundle the ESPN app with Hulu and Disney Plus for $15, and I can watch ESPN Plus. But I already pay for ESPN Plus, and they're going to make me pay $65 for the fight. Niggas still do that, and that's a decent business model. WWE just says, hey, pay $10 a month. You can watch our pay-per-views. There's no extra cost. They feel like they're losing money because AEW feels like there's extra money in there. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, you say that you're not doing that, and I, 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 I know. Like, that's the reason why it's the paywall. It's the, hey, you can give your opinion for free for what I give you for free, right? The TV product, the YouTube shit. But, nigga, to talk shit about what's going to be here. You got to hop that wall, and when you hop that wall, drop that change, my nigga. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's so great. Like so you like the idea? I like, this, I like that idea. I think, okay. I think, okay. think business-wise, logic-wise, again, when you're controlling, like, the intake, right, the people who are going backstage to figure out what's going on backstage are generally going to figure out and to be knowledgeable, right, and to get, to, to get more information. Right and and I think that is is different than Twitter, right? Because Twitter is a, a instant opinion given situation, right? Yeah. So uh, uh, um, a lot of mess in there. So yeah. again, like I say, with a company that's growing, with a women division that is getting attacked, and what they're trying to grow and build a community that is uplifting. Hey, come uplift us with some money too. You know what I mean? I think that's not bad because ultimately, if you're a business, you need to make some bread. 
So to to make it, I don't I don't know how you make money in this economy, right? I don't know no, how you. I thought I think that that's why I said I I honor the model. I was like, but I'm wondering if that couldn't have been packaged differently. Maybe it's gonna work, you know. And if it does, shout out to Brandy, you know, that's incredible. But I didn't think I, I just it just was odd to me, you know. Maybe it was the branding. I don't know. You know, people were over here thinks some people thought that it was just for women because it was heels. Maybe if they branded it as something else, you know. I mean, but, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep it a buck though. I'm gonna be honest though. If it is, if it is, listen. If this, if you're talking about, if you're talking about, quote unquote, capitalizing on the time or a situation, right? The women division, the women period, are despised, disrespected, um, disparaged, all types of shit. If it's just for one, if if people come to pay the money to see the women and see how that they're growing. That A lets women know that the people do care about them, right? It helps generate content for the women and, and build within what's going on. And I know you can say you can do that with your YouTube and with your TV time, but the difference in that is is that niggas is not gonna pay fifty dollars to get crack jokes on Nyla Rose, is my point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know what I don't know what they're doing with the content. But I do know that with the content is to be a lot more um, communal, and okay. I, and, and I, I like you say, it's a difference between the pay scale, like the pay scale. If it is WWE esque and it's ten fifteen dollars, anybody still can pay the ten fifteen dollars and get in and do their shit and say their shit and you know be they be an asshole. But when it's fifty dollars, when a nigga gotta think of fifty dollars to be a dick, I think that it 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 if it doesn't do anything, but it gives that asshole a chance to, to um, that's it, that's mm-hmm. it, bro. Because honestly, niggas don't have a moment to pause. You text, you type, you hit send, you read, you get a rage, you do the same thing. It's never a fucking moment to reflect or pause. Before you fucking hit submit payment, why are you spending $50 again? And if it isn't to do what it's supposed to be doing, then you're not supposed to be there. I think that's a great way to kind of filter out that. I think it's a great way to filter out what 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 what, what has been... Um, you see it all the time. That you see, we say it all the time. Toxicity of wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is an easy way to filter that out. No, that's what it's for, and that's, that's what you bring it up. And I support it, honestly, hundred percent. And I just had to look at it from that scope because I wasn't sure what it was to begin with. It was, and, and that's why I went back to the branding of it. Because if I can look at it and be like, "What are they doing here?" and I don't get the message, then that's just the way it was branded to me. And I guess it's how I received it. So, but if that's what if you have to explain it further, then it means that okay, you maybe a miss somewhere or it didn't hit the way you thought it would be. And I feel like we feel like a lot of that with AEW, like over the time, it's like if you have to explain it, then it's like all right, then it's too much. It's yeah, you know, it's too much. So, uh, but I hope it's successful, honestly. And, and honestly, I want a place where people can feel, you know, communal and have their space. And if fifty dollars is it, then fuck it, yeah. How people pay fifty dollars when they get to. Be in uh, AEW heaven <laughs> or something. 
Yeah, oh, man. Um, anything else for the week? Um, no, that's it. <laughs> Thank you, guys, man. <laughs> we didn't uh, we didn't do this on the front end, but follow us at RW Podcast One um, at Reasonable Wrestling Podcast everywhere else. Um, but fuck it, y'all know where we at. iTunes finally. Shout out to Spotify. We called them bitch ass niggas out. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll cut. We cut them bleep, bleep, bleep out. And, <laughs> and uh, we got our shit together. You know what I mean? Yeah, so um, sure. we're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. Um, we well, yo, Google Play is going away. Um, Google Play is no longer going to be. It's going to be YouTube Music. So um, we'll, right. we'll, you know, hopefully they'll transfer all our stuff. If not, I'm going to look into that and see if we can get all our shit transferred over to YouTube. So um, we'll be on iTunes, um, YouTube Music, Spotify, and uh, SoundCloud. So thank y'all guys for listening wherever y'all get y'all podcasts at. Uh, we definitely do appreciate uh, y'all pulling up to us. Thank you, guys. Peace out. Thank Peace. you for listening. Peace.